Thank you for listening to this CNN podcast. You can subscribe to your favorite CNN podcast with iTunes, with the Apple Podcast app on iOS, or with Stitcher if you're on Android. All right, we're back now live. We're not in New Hampshire, but we are live, and we have some great, great comprehensive analysis for you. You just heard from Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders at our live town hall with Anderson Cooper. What a night. Important conversation with just six days to go until the New Hampshire primary that everybody's looking forward to. This is a special scene in tonight. I'm Don Lemon. We appreciate you joining us. And tonight, the race for the Democratic nomination is up for grabs. So let's discuss with our political dream team. I'll call him out. Yeah, you guys are my political dream team. Yeah. Mr. Bill Press, don't be intimidated by all of these people. You know, they're going to try to talk over you. Author of Buyer's Remorse, How Obama Let Progressives Down. Also with me, Van Jones, Gloria Borger, Donna Brazil, Kevin Madden, and Bakari Sellers. Good to have all of you this evening. I'm going to start with uh, Ms. Borger tonight. So who Thank do you, you think Dom. helped themselves tonight? I, I think they both did. I think, first of all, let me say, welcome to New Hampshire tonight. Right. Because those questions were unbelievable. Yeah. They were great. Especially they the end were, of life one, which they was were, tough, yeah. They were personal, and they were the kind of questions that you, they're water cooler questions people exactly. are thinking about. And the people in New Hampshire are so used to getting the candidates one-on-one, they're not afraid to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to the, to the audience there. Second thing, I think we saw Bernie Sanders' passion for the issues mm-hmm. and for what he stands for and what he's been fighting for for his entire career and his life. And a little bit weakness on foreign policy, I, I still think. And I think we saw in Hillary Clinton, as she answered the question about how do you uh, combine ego with humility, yeah. you know, the ego it takes to run for president, and we, we sort of lifted the veil on Hillary Clinton a little bit where she said, I had a husband who was such a natural. Yeah. And by implication saying, you know what, I had to work at this because yeah. I grew up with this guy who was so good at it. Right. And for me, I never thought I would do this and I've had to learn. And it was a very telling moment for me to watch her. So in comparison to her husband, do you think she seems coached? sometimes that she seems to sort of put together because it seems that she is better in these sorts of situations than she is out on the campaign trail. She's a better town hall or a debater than she is a yeah. campaign. Just real quick, she, she's not instinctual. Um, and I think the way that um, Bill Clinton could have a, an emotional connection with a voter and have a, and share a moment in a way that everybody else in the audience and everybody at home can relate to, she's just not as good at that. But here's the, here's the problem for her. Nobody's as good at that as Bill Clinton was. It's a really, it's a really tough bar. This is coming from a conservative. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a Republican who tries to look at these through a clinical lens of like, what does a voter think, and how do they perform, and how do they, how do they reach voters? And I think she has a tougher time than that. And I think. I think um, Bernie Sanders has become more polished as a candidate, mm-hmm. but I think that progressive warrior in her, in him, I, I think some voters find that easier to identify with. Mm-hmm. But you also saw Hillary Clinton, who has positioned herself as her back is against the wall. She won in Iowa, but she won by this much in Iowa. And now she's in New Hampshire, where she has to fight back, where she has to go to her, that natural instinct. This is the same thing we saw in 2008, where after Barack Obama beat her in Iowa, mm-hmm. then she saw herself down 11 points in New Hampshire. Yeah. She had that moment at the forum we all remember when she shed a tear, and she became really, people could feel that Hillary Clinton. And that's what you saw tonight. Okay, she so was a fighter. My, the Democrats who are here tonight. Yes. So, <laughs> everybody, everybody. everybody are, you, are you a progressive? 
Uh, yes. Are you a progressive? I'm, I'm, I'm too left to be progressive. Are you a progressive? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm a uh, liberral. Okay. All right. So, a, old school. I don't think I fit in Bernie Sanders' category. I don't know what I am. All right. Well, but, let's discuss after this because, you know, yeah. there's been this big hoopla about who is a progressive, who's not. Bernie Sanders sort of said, you know, Hillary is not a progressive. And then clarified it tonight. But let's listen and then we can discuss okay. down yeah. and everyone else. All right. Do you believe Hillary Clinton is a progressive? Let me just say this. I have um, enormous respect. For Hillary Clinton. I've known her for 25 years, and it's unfortunate, you know, in politics, and everybody should know this, what media often wants you to do, and you're asked this question, I'm sure it's the same with Secretary Clinton, beat her up, tell me something terrible about her, attack her, because that will make the news. I have tried my best not to do that. You're looking at a guy who has been in politics a long time, and I have never run a negative ad in my life. And I look forward to never running a negative ad in my life. Okay? I don't think people deserve that. We have to, as Secretary Clinton just said, that's what politics is about. It's a debate on the issues. Secretary Clinton has a long and distinguished public career. Uh, she has worked with children when she began. And God only knows that we need a lot of work, uh, given the fact that we have the highest rate of childhood poverty of any major country on earth. So I respect it. I thought she did a good job. As Secretary of State, I served with her in the Senate. We worked together on some issues. But there are other issues, uh, Anderson, where I think she is just not progressive. I do not know any progressive who has a super PAC and takes $15 million from Wall Street. That's just not progressive. Donna, you said you're a self-described progressive. You are. I am, but what did you make of this? Of that? Look, I, I have no qualms with with uh, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. I can support them. I am a proud progressive, but throughout my life, I have worked with moderates, conservatives, and I am proud of the fact that I have worked to elect people like Hillary Clinton, like Bernie Sanders, who fight for everyday people, for children in poverty, for minorities, for women, for gays and lesbians. If you want to call yourself a liberal, fine. I love Bill Press. <laughs> but if you want to call yourself an American who cares about the least of these, call yourself a progressive. Too much over semantics, Bill Press, or are you, well, is, there, I, I, is there some there there? No, to me, a liberal is a progressive, progressive is a liberal. Right. But here's what I love. I love this debate. I'll tell you what. I've spent my life in the Democratic Party in California and at, at one time as a member of the DNC fighting they're conservatives in my own party. And now to have the two candidates for president Fighting. arguing about which one is the greater progressive, God bless America, we have arrived. Yeah, we, 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 have, we have arrived. You're not liberal enough. <laughs> no, exactly. This but is look, great. I mean, this, this, this is an important moment, I think, in the Democratic Party. Um, first of all, it, uh, Bernie will have to walk through the hot sands of his votes around the gun stuff. He's going to have right. to walk through the, okay, so which, 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 is, which is fine. But it, I think it's perfectly fine for him to point out that the Clintons came into public life saying they were not Jesse Jackson. They were right. not Dukakis. They were not the liberal wing. They, she was not a part of the Rainbow Coalition, Jesse Jackson. She was a part of the DLC. And the Blue Dogs. And right. the Blue Dogs. So, right. so it, it's just weird to me. She should be able to be like John Travolta saying, I never did disco. We all saw Bernie <laughs> Night Fever. We know your record. But so, so yes, you were a moderate, and you have moderate. But and don't but, don't cry about that. Explain that and move people on. People do evolve, and she did explain herself. Funny. She, she explained yeah. herself. Let's listen, and then we can discuss. Yeah. And I said that I'm a progressive who likes to get things done, and 
I, I was somewhat amused today that Senator Sanders has set himself up to be the gatekeeper on who's a progressive because under the definition that was flying around on Twitter and statements by the campaign, Barack Obama would not be a progressive, Joe Biden would not be a progressive, Gene Shaheen would not be a progressive, even the late great Senator Paul Wellstone would not be a progressive. So I, I, I'm not going to let that bother me. I, I know where I stand. I know who stands with me. I know what I've done. Uh, but I don't think uh, it helps for uh, the senator to be making those kinds of comparisons because clearly we all share a lot of the same hopes and aspirations for our country that we want to see uh, achieved. And I don't think it's appropriate that, you know, if Planned Parenthood endorses me or the human rights campaign endorses me, you know, they're thrown out of the, the progressive wing and put into the establishment. I, that's just not that's just not anything we need to do. Let's have a good contest of ideas. Let's contrast where we stand. And uh, that's what I intend to do for the next couple of days. Satisfactory answer, Bakari, for you, for the audience and for Americans? Well, I, I think it was because many of us have this problem with the progressive purity test that's now going on within the Democratic Party today. Today we had this back and forth mm -hmm. on Twitter. We had a, a Twitter war, a Twitter storm between yeah. Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton about you're not a progressive because you do this. And when you think about it, she was actually correct. I mean, Barack Obama's not a progressive. Sorry, Bill. But I mean, you're talking, <laughs> about, you're talking about the president who led the way on climate change, who led the way on gay rights, who did the uh, Iran deal. Um, I mean, this is this in, in open up relations with Cuba. I mean, how is he not a progressive? And that's when we start having these serious issues. And then when he goes into this rant on saying that I don't know a progressive who does this. My response is, well, Bernie Sanders, I don't know any progressive who voted against the Brady Bill five times. Or I don't know any progressive who voted for the Charleston loophole that allowed Dylan Roof to get a gun. I think this whole thing is more divisive. It sounds like Tea Party rhetoric more than it does Democrats. Gloria, you're shaking your head during so the response. Are, well, there are two things going on that's sort of hard to reconcile. My head is exploding covering, <laughs> covering this election because Republican Party is having this conversation these arguments about who's the real conservative right. in the exactly. Republican Party. That's not right. Donald Trump. Oh, he's not conservative. He's not a true. And then the Democrats are having this argument about who's a real liberal yeah. and the difference between a liberal and a progressive. And what Hillary Clinton can say and should say is when I first joined the Democratic Party, we were looking for a third way because we couldn't get elected. Dog catcher. Yeah. Now we found that third way, and now the party's changed, and I've changed along with and, it. And, but in a general, Kevin, aren't they going to say, well, well, I'm the most down the middle, and I can love this. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, trying to get to the left of an avowed socialist right. in a general election. That's great. And look, and you know, Van pointed this before. Um, the, the, the Clintons flourished. Uh, at, you know, Bill Clinton flourished as a centrist. Okay. The DLC, right? right. And and, to, and Barack Obama. You call him a progressive when he was in the Mahoning Valley in Ohio during the general election. When he was in northern Florida. Say when that. he was in the suburbs of Denver. He wasn't saying I'm a liberal. I'm Breach. a progressive. Breach. 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 No, he, yeah. So so this is really good now now republicans have we have our own little skirmish going on inside no. our party but more americans i think find themselves as centrist and define themselves as slightly more conservative and not liberal i have not heard blue dog democrat in quite a while I mean, yeah. there aren't people, any, those of us who are old of, enough remember that because of barack obama there aren't any left we've we, we, we got a lot to talk about we got a lot to, i got to get to a break but stay with us everyone we're coming back right back more must-see moments from our democratic town hall just days ahead of the new hampshire primary and also we're going to talk to anderson cooper to see how he's get his temperature of the room uh, coming up right after this break. Don't go anywhere.
And we're back. You're looking at live pictures of our Democratic, that's where our Democratic town hall took place earlier in New Hampshire uh, just moments ago. You guys should hear what these folks are saying in the commercial break. Great conversation. They don't stop. Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders answering questions from voters tonight in Senate's Democratic Town Hall in New Hampshire, moderated by our very own Anderson Cooper. Our panel is still here. And there is Anderson in the, in the Opera House. So, Anderson, what do you think was the strongest moment tonight from, from both candidates? You know, I don't know how it played on TV. I mean, there's a real intimacy in this room. And I think with the nice thing about this town hall kind of format, whether this one or the great one that Chris Cuomo did, is that it really allows you to see kind of a different side to candidates in, in a very intimate form. And I think we saw that tonight. And the question, uh, the man who, uh, as he said, is who's walking with cancer, who uh, has a, a, a terminal cancer, um, asking a, a question about ending life with dignity, a death with dignity, so-called. Uh, I, I think also the question from the rabbi about, you know, sort of, uh, being humble and yet also having the, the dealing with the ego that you need in order to run the free world. Uh, Secretary Clinton's answer to I think to the rabbi was really interesting because you saw her kind of her thought process going. I thought it, you saw a side of her you don't normally see. Let, let's listen to just some of her answer. I read a uh, a treatment of the prodigal son parable by the uh, Jesuit Henri Nouwen, who I think is a magnificent writer of spiritual and theological uh, concerns. And I, I read that parable, and there was a line in it that became just a lifeline for me. And it basically uh, is practice the discipline of gratitude. So regardless of how hard the days are, how difficult the decisions are, be grateful. Be grateful for being a human being, being part of the universe. Be grateful for your limitations. Know that you have to reach out to have more people be with you, to support you, to advise you, listen to your critics, answer the questions, but at the end, be grateful. Practice the discipline of gratitude, and that has helped me enormously. As much as I like debates, which I think, you know, are kind of three-dimensional chess or, or, you know, a very smart kind of subtle knife fight, um, I think these town hall formats, Don, you know, really do kind of lend themselves to, to small audiences like this, and, and you... I just think in the mix, it's, it's kind of a, a cool thing to have. That was a great, very good answer. And I also liked her honesty on a couple of other answers where some she admitted, I needed more information. Uh, she was honest about boots on the ground. But what do you think the, were the weakest moments, if there were any, for you, Anderson? You know, I, anytime candidates kind of fall into their stump speeches or fall into their talking points, those for me are, are the times that are the least interesting when they're talking about things they've said before. But, you know, I think each of these candidates use this as an opportunity to try to show who they are. Bernie Sanders, I think, you know, was very strong in this room. Uh, there's a lot of undecided voters in this room who say they're going to vote in the Democratic primary. A lot of people uh, waiting to make up their minds. And I think, uh, you know, he may have convinced a lot of people tonight and perhaps Secretary Clinton did as well. So uh, obviously we haven't taken a poll of the room, but I think both candidates, based on what they said to me afterward, they, they liked the format. They enjoyed this, this process. And this is the kind of thing that you know, folks around the country maybe don't see this as much, but this is happening in New Hampshire several times each day. Marco Rubio did a number of town halls today. Uh, you know, we'd love to have town halls with, with all the candidates, and, and certainly we'll extend invitations to all of them. Mm -hmm. Anderson, stand by. We have a big panel here. I want to go to Bill Press because, uh, you know, you, you were nodding your head on the gratitude part. But if you're undecided, who won you over tonight or won voters over, you believe? Well, let me just first of all say, I love this format. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to tell you, I like it so much better than yeah. the debate. We see these candidates and see themselves and see who they are and how they respond. And to, with all due respect to our fellow journalists, 
you would not have gotten the questions that you got from that crowd tonight yeah. right. from journalists who were trying to make a name for themselves by asking some snarky, nasty questions. Oh, up against, man. Uh, right. Also, when you're up against the clock, you got 30 seconds, you got 15 seconds, you're like, okay, okay. You yeah, know, they were very good. They were probing, yeah. and that allowed us to yes. see these kind of things. That question, that answer there of Hillary's, I thought, was tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, how many times do you see a politician actually quote a Jesuit theologian? Right. Uh, you Never. know, and, and she she was talking about <laughs> and, what's and in her soul. What's in her heart? What was so good really about it was get them when they were seated to talk about things that we don't hear. Hillary yeah. Clinton talking talking about the death of her mother, uh, thinking about running for office. Bernie Sanders, of course, we now know that the album is not a singing album. <laughs> I mean, those quiet Chopping moments, wood. you felt like you were in a room with them yeah. as opposed to a debate where yeah. you're sitting there waiting to see the gloves come off. Yeah. I thought it was a good and form. And Anderson is still there, but he, did, he didn't Chris get did the Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. moment where yeah. he yeah. said, you uh -huh. know, yeah. I am Larry David. It was well, pretty funny. That was, that was good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, he stuff. drives a five-year-old red. <laughs> red. red. I don't know what it is. It's a red one and it's one of the smallest. All right. Thank you very much. Nice job. Everyone stick with me. We'll be right back with more from tonight's town hall and one woman who had a chance to ask Hillary Clinton about trust. So you heard from both Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. They took answers. They answered questions of voters at a town hall tonight in New Hampshire. Now I want to bring in one of those voters. Her name is Allison Pyatt. Allison, here's part of your question. First of all, welcome to, to the show. Here's part of the question that you asked Hillary Clinton, which had to do with issues surrounding her emails and the issue of trust. Listen. Some you've just described have eroded trust in you. What will you do to regain that trust and gender trust in Americans and me? Well, thank you for starting by saying it's related to what I just said. And I... I acknowledge this as, as personally painful as it is. When you have been subjected to the level, the velocity of attacks that come every day, even if there is no factual basis to it, it's, a, it's just normal for people to say, gosh, there's got to be something. Why do they keep saying this? And then we do that. And, you know, I testify for 11 hours. There's nothing to Benghazi. They don't give it up. They keep coming after it. So I know that I have to really demonstrate as clearly as I can who I am, what I stand for, and what I've always done. I've always been guided by the same values. I have always listened to people, and I've always worked as hard as I could to produce results for people. So Allison, what did you think of her answer? Um, I liked her answer. I think I was... Um, more taken with tonight's program from Hillary from the breadth and depth of her responses. I'll be honest, just watching um, Bernie, you, there's just something about his approach that engenders that trust and you know his wife's um, description of him, integrity. There is just something about the way he speaks and talks that creates that. And you know, I wanted to ask that question because I do feel that my trust has been eroded by a lot of things that have happened. But sometimes it's also, you know, that she's gone on the attack mode. You know, that to me is not an action that it engenders trust. So it's, it's something I've been really wrestling with. Um, so, but I was impressed with a lot of her responses tonight. Very good answer. Uh, so which one has your vote? you mind telling us that? The world. I'm still undecided. I have till Tuesday. <laughs> that's, that's a long time. They say, go ahead, Allison. I think I'm going to 
try to see the debate tomorrow and, you know, get more information. I've been, you know, kind of taking all of this in from one step removed, even though I know a lot of people that are working with the, the Hillary campaign. Um, so this is my moment to, you know, gather some information and really be informed before I show up on, on Tuesday night. Well, as we've been reporting, and, and Gloria as well, that people in New Hampshire, it takes them a while to... They, they are undecided oh, for a long time. Yeah. Right? They it's are, and, yeah. and just like a lot of uh, uh, caucus goers in Iowa, we're the same way. When you get yeah. to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with these candidates, yeah. you you it, it becomes more difficult because they become more personal to you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the more personal somebody becomes, the grayer the areas well, are. Let right? me ask Allison this. Allison, what's the most important issue to you? In income inequality, I'm a wealth manager focused on sustainability focuses on sustainability, and I don't think with the level of in income inequality that we have that we are building a long-term sustainable economy. Yeah. And so that, to me, is a very important issue that needs to be addressed. And I think also related to this campaign finance reform, we've got to overturn Citizens United. Um, those two issues are, are super important to me. And I, women's um, equality, gender equality is, you know, another area I'm very um, personally involved in, both professionally and um, through my volunteer work. There's just too many very important issues, um, and I think that's why this is a critical election. If I'm not mistaken, I heard you agreeing with Gloria that it's uh, these candidates, you get to know them personally, and that makes a huge difference to you, because not every voter gets to spend as much time uh, with the candidates. That's one of the reasons I wanted to come tonight. As I said, I've had opportunities for access that I haven't taken advantage of. Partly that's my schedule. Um, and I have this amazing... Um, access and opportunity by living here, and, and I live in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. All the candidates come through my town. I can see them at my coffee shop and at my bookstore. It's unbelievable that we live here and we have this, um, and I wanted to take advantage of it, so I was really pleased that I was able to participate. All right, stand by, Elsa. She's great, right? No, she's great. She's I think you guys ask I, anything? If I had one word of advice for Ted Devine and Robbie Moot, I would get on the phone right now and yeah. call Alice Pyatt <laughs> yeah. and figure out how I can get her to tell me what I can do better. That, I mean, she was amazing. So, well, that's a good question. What do, you think, what do you think the candidates can do better to help reach you and the other and the voters who are out there? Well, I think one thing that I liked with Bernie was he was saying, I'm not going to go negative. I've never gone negative. And I think that is a real turnoff. And recently, Hillary, I feel, has gotten defensive. And to me, that's one of the things that she's personally doing that doesn't engender trust. You know, you want to have a positive, hopeful campaign. Now, I realize also that she's having to be defensive because of the position she's in. And I also feel there's a lot of gender bias that attributes to that. Um, so I recognize why that's a struggle for her, but I also think she needs to stay on the positive and do the similar things that... <laughs> no, you're amazing. Okay. Uh, stand by. Kevin Madden has a question for you. Go ahead, uh, Allison, first of all, thank you very much for participating tonight. This is great, great in getting your insights from a New Hampshire voter. One question I have for you. Since income inequality is such an important issue for you, what was your reaction when Hillary Clinton was asked about giving Wall Street speeches and whether or not that makes her somehow compromised on dealing with these issues of, like, uh, related to Wall Street and, and banks? Okay, I hope uh, that was my original question. My original question was, how are you going to engender trust in the American people when most of your campaign has been financed by Wall Street? And especially since my work is focused on working with companies that are creating change in a different way. Um, so I was really happy that Anderson asked that question. And I 
I liked that she talked about we need lots of corporate change, not just the banks. We need all companies to be working to do the best for their employees, for their consumers, and for their communities, whether that's local or global communities. So I was, I was pleased with a lot of the things that she said in response to Anderson's question about that. All right, Allison, stand by. You're now a part of our panel. <laughs> so keep the satellite longer. We're going to have Allison there. So listen, Hillary Clinton was asked tonight about uh, why young women, part of what you know, Allison yes. talked about, about, she said about women's equality, about why young women haven't been supporting her and have been uh, going for Sanders. Let's listen to this. It would obviously be historic if you were elected president for speaking. You think so? I, I, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. studying a little bit about history. Um, but it seems like young women aren't rallying to this potentially historic moment. And I say this in Iowa, among women under 30, Senator Sanders beat you by 70 points. Why That's do you think amazing. That is? Yeah. Look, it, it, you know, I was, I was very fortunate to have a great team of young people, men and women, supporting me. But I, I accept the fact that I have work to do to uh, convey uh, what I stand for, what I've accomplished, what I want to do for young people in our country. Why do you but think I, it is that they're... Well, you know, I don't really know, Anderson. I, I think, here's what I want young people to know. They don't have to be for me. I'm going to be for them. It doesn't really matter. If they, if they are not supporting me, I, I will be their president. I will do everything I can to give them the opportunities they deserve. Donna Brazil, what do you think? I thought that was really one of her best answers because mm -hmm. she's absolutely right. You know, she wants to connect with young women. She wants to co connect with millennials. They're the future of this country. And yet she's having, a, a, you know, what I call a, a real challenge in, in finding not just the, the, the language, but also the rhythm of this generation. They want somebody who will inspire them to greater heights, not someone who will just say, hey, we've done it all, uh, and now it's your turn. And I think tonight she said, you know what, I'm going to be for you even if you're not for me yet. You know, when I, I, know. When I was line. in Iowa and I was uh, just talking to voters, young women, you know, whatever, the, the thing that I get, and I'm going to New Hampshire tomorrow and I'm going to ask young women about it, is that to quote Barack Obama, the fierce urgency of now, now. for, Martin Luther King. for, right, not <laughs> <laughs> right. Barack Obama quote. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but that, that younger women don't feel a sense of urgency because they just assume that a woman will be well, president let, someday let, during let, their lifetime. There, this is somewhat of a misnomer that's perpetrated by the media so far. I mean, Iowa, Iowa, I'm not, I guess I'm part of it now. <laughs> Iowa and New Hampshire, the demographics of such do oh, not right. look like the rest of the Democratic Party. So before you start saying that young women don't care for Hillary Clinton, let's let's figure out. I mean, there are the, the group that's going to make the selection in the primary are African American women. I think yeah. I, I think that's true. I think you make that point very very well. But I do think that she misses opportunities for like Hillary Clinton. I agree with to you. really inspire young people. It's almost like saying lower your sights. Yeah. I yeah. know you want to have a great country. I know you want all these things to happen, but really lower your sights. And, 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 and I think she's just, just, just being realistic though and well, not here, just here, a dreamer. Here, here's and she's calling saying. Bernie Sanders you know, a dreamer, but his policies yeah. may not happen. You know what? Let, let, let me just finish. I think this is the most important thing she can get. If she can figure this out 
she will be an incredible, not just candidate, but president. Right. As we say, she'll yep. slay. She'll, she'll slay. She'll, right. yeah, she'll, she'll slay. But <laughs> young people need something to believe in, and young people need something to do. And when young people don't have stuff to believe in, they wind up in ISIS, they wind up in gangs, they wind up in trouble. And so you can't be so Well, those smart. are extremes, man. No, no, I mean, no, no, yeah. no. Hold on a second. This is important because there are young people hurting all across this country. The, the suicide hotlines for young Muslims are going through the roof. Right. So you have to understand you're talking to people, you're helping them shape their understanding of what's possible for them and she misses those opportunities sometimes and i think if she would stop doing that and say i get you and i want you to, to dream big she'll be better one of the paradoxes for me of this election and, it, and we see it over and over again is that bernie sanders is pulling the young people the millennials young men young women first-time voters in the caucuses overwhelmingly for bernie uh under 45 i think it was something like 78 percent were for bernie and over 50 65 or 70 were for Hillary. You know, it's almost like it's upside down. But Van, I think you're onto something. Bernie, for some reason, is really inspiring these young people. And I think they're following, you know, it's the old head and the heart line, maybe. Yeah, two exactly. things. He has, two things. He has their heart. Two things. things. If you're like Santa Claus and you're saying, I can give you this, I can give you this, I can give you this. Not, and then the other thing is, no, he no, admitted, okay. hang on, but he okay. admits, too, that young people don't necessarily turn out to vote. Go ahead. Well, he brought them out to vote, though. He yeah. did. He did. But, but I just want to finish that head and the heart thing. President Obama and If I can, just finish the head and the heart. I think Bernie is saying... We can believe in great things. We can do great things. That's working. And I find Hillary a little bit saying, lower your expectations. Yeah. I, I, I and think I think, think that's turning the young people. I think people it's a difference between Bernie Sanders calling for a revolution, saying, right. I'm going to get your college tuition paid. We're going to get rid mm -hmm. of income inequality. And Hillary Clinton saying, I'm competent. I can get things done. I mean, that's what your parents tell you. And that's not, in, so, that's not so, as inspirational right, But you right. know what it is, Gloria? If Bernie Sanders is saying the house is, is shut and you can't get in, so we're going to find a way to get everybody in the house. Break that door yeah. You know, <laughs> and he makes you want to get there and just start tearing that door down. Hillary's saying the house is there and we will get in because I have... Figured it out. I know how to get and, the keys. And, and, yeah. and she, right. all she needs right don't, don't. now is to figure out yeah. how to give people the energy to go and make the change. The risk yeah. here that's politically, what, that's, though, that's, and, it, that's and, and it. Real quick, Gloria talked about it. Is, it seems anti-aspirational right. uh, when you start to say, she kept saying it tonight, she goes, uh, rooted in the real world. And almost like sending this message, like the, the, you're, you're you're being too far fetched in your dream. Did she do this in 2008? And I think that's she did it with. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, and, I, and that's why I would hope. I mean, I would hope yes. that she changes her language yes. to the point. If I could tell Hillary Clinton one thing today, it would be change your language to the point that Van's saying. We are a generation of dreamers. I'm a millennial. Mm -hmm. I love to dream. But the difference between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton is Bernie Sanders is telling you just to dream. Hillary Clinton is saying dream with your eyes open. Right. Mm -hmm. Understand that That's we hard. have to have a plan <laughs> to get there. And, I, and it's about yeah. language. You said that more eloquently than I did. But there, that's a there's very a lot of good way that. of putting yeah. that. Allison Pyatt. Are you there? Bring back Alice. Allison, <laughs> you were fantastic. I, listen, I've got to get to a break. I'm going to do a, you know, sort of a, a debate thing and just give you a couple seconds here. But the, I want to ask you about uh, voting for a woman, Hillary Clinton being a woman, you being a mm -hmm. woman. You said you're still undecided. You asked her about being trustworthy. How important to you is it that a woman become elected or the possibility of a woman becoming elected in, in this election? 
I would love to see a woman elected, but I want the right candidate. Uh, and I've always felt that way. You know, we can't just have, and I feel that way when we talk about women in all types of leadership. It's got to be the right women in leadership. And I think Hillary is the right woman. I just, you know, Bernie, as I said earlier, inspires just a little more trust in you. Um, and I love a lot of things that he says. Um, so I think it is time. Um, I am a little concerned. You know, we've, there's the gender bias, and I'm a little concerned about how much she's going to have to continue to fight that to get to the White House. Mm-hmm. And also, once she's in, we've watched this for the last eight, um, seven years, I think she'll you know, continue to have that battle. It's just the, the gender culture that we have still, unfortunately. Allison, uh, but I, I would love to see that happen. You are wonderful. Smartest yeah. person Thanks, in the group. Yeah. All, these, yeah. all these studies. Yeah. Yeah. You got a, a round of applause yeah. for everyone. Thank you very much, Allison. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Everyone stay oh. with me. She was great, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. really great. When we come right back, more must-see moments from tonight's town hall. And we are back. Let's listen to uh, something from the town hall. This is Bernie Sanders' panel talking about how he's going to work with Republicans. Listen. Many of us see how deeply held is your philosophy, and that matters a lot to us. We share those goals. At the same time, you have worked for many years to say it's my way or the highway. You talked tonight about wanting to have a revolution in the House and Senate in order to get people there who share your views. There might be some new members of the House and Senate, but they're not going to be all that many. How are you going to be able to work with a Congress that might not share our deeply held goals in order to achieve a more perfect union? Well, Marjorie, uh, thank you for your question. Um, It is just not accurate to say, I know sometimes people may portray me in this respect, it is not accurate to say that it's my way or the highway. Kevin Madden, how is he going to work with people on your side of the aisle? Mm. Well, you know, this goes to something that Gloria was saying, that he has become a much more polished candidate. I think the old Bernie Sanders would have kind of gone on the warpath and talked about all the fights that he has with Republicans. In this, he was much more conciliatory. Uh, I think he, you, you know, he, he mentioned John McCain, but that was all he really mentioned. And he mentioned one issue, which was veterans affairs work that he's, been, that he's worked on. But um, I, I don't necessarily think that uh, he won a whole lot of um, folks over tonight because they think he's going to work with Republicans as much as he talked in a way that he's going to uh, look for common ground, but he's never going to give up his principles. And you even saw the, the, the questioner refer to that, your deeply held principles. And I think that's something that was reinforced in how he answered it. Well, it's interesting because he's yeah. saying, I'm going to work with the other side. And then you have someone like Ted Cruz and I don't know, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right? I, well, I thought it was really interesting when, when Sanders said that he had gotten more amendments done than um, working in across the, the in, in the house. Yeah, he's probably getting fact checked. Assuming it's true, I think a lot of people probably don't know that. They think he's not accomplished, and they think he can't work with anybody. And if in fact it's true that he is that accomplished, and he can work with other people, he should say that more often. The record will show that both Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders have worked across the aisle with people in the in, in the Congress, and uh, I think this. I think she was probably mistaking him for Mitch McConnell. Okay. But All right. Stand by, everyone. Okay. We'll get to it, Gloria. We'll okay. get to it. Stand by, everyone. We've got more to come on our town hall just days ahead of the New Hampshire primary. We'll be right back.
back now with our our political team, my political dream team. It's hard to imagine, you know, Hillary Clinton in a baseball cap and sweatpants <laughs> running around Walmart yeah. or showing the things with our hoodie on. But she says, she says, if you know, if she wants to be anonymous, she used to do this in the White House. Here's her dream of being anonymous here. You have no anonymity. If you could be anonymous for just one day, what would you do? Well, I used to do this in the White House. And, um, you know, I would, I would put on a baseball cap and sunglasses and, uh, you know, sweatpants and a, uh, a sweatshirt and uh, pull my hair back. And I would go walk and I would tell the Secret Service they had to wear casual clothes. They had to take the things out of their ears. They had to look like they were just tourists. I had the best time, you know, I would, I would end up over on the mall sometimes walking around and a family would come up and say, would you mind taking our picture in front of the White House? I'd, I'd be happy to here, why don't you? you know? um, so, you know, there's nothing I like better than to be anonymous as hard as that is to achieve. All right, Gloria, we all saw the pictures of the first lady in Target, remember? But, oh, but did, I remember. Well, Michelle Obama. But did this happen? You know, <laughs> Can I get Who your knows? pictures? Uh, you uh, look, picture? I have to believe it happened. She's saying it happened. Yeah. There's no way to yeah. fact check this. <laughs> well, unless you talk to some Secret Service. <laughs> talk to some Secret Service agents yeah. here. But, you know, this is Hillary Clinton, who has been in the public eye for decades. Yeah. And we see her one way all the time. And in a pantsuit. In a, yes, but, you know, and also particularly as a woman, you know, we talk about her appearance. We, and so she kind of lifted the veil a little bit. Haircut. At her yeah, hair, hair, everything oh, yeah. else. And yeah. th what struck me tonight about this entire event was that everybody asked the questions to Bernie Sanders. We know you're authentic. We believe you. We know you're authentic. But can you work with the other side? Hillary Clinton, to this point about her walking in her sweats, the question is, we know you can work across the aisle, but are, are you authentic you? and who, who, are, you? who are, you? <laughs> are you? After yeah. being famous for so long, yeah. which is why this was a very good question for her to answer, which was we heard her talk about her mother. You know, we heard her, her talk about ego so, and humility. Yeah. Um, and it's the kind of things we don't normally hear from her on the stump. And we come right back, the state of the race, with just days to go until the New Hampshire primary. Who's got the mojo tonight? Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.